0: Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 93, and this is God's Big Story.
1: Season 2! <laughs> it's a story. It's big! Never boring. No way! For his glory. Always! It's God's Big Story. No.
0: So welcome back, boys and girls. Today we are halfway through week 19 of season two. And after today, we have just seven episodes left before we take that long summer break.
1: Hi, everyone.
2: Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin the Friendly Curious Cow.
0: Okay, Marv. So, well, how did you get on glorifying God at cowball practice today?
1: Oh, not so good, Dave. Yeah, Hector hoofed me. And I was so mad, I hoofed him right back, riding the Snacklers, you know, before I remembered that I shouldn't have done that. So, yeah, then I said I was sorry.
0: Ah, well, actually, Marvin, I think you did okay. You know, we all make mistakes, but sometimes actually going and saying that we're sorry, well, that's another way of glorifying God. Oh, Oh, I hadn't
1: thought of that.
0: Oh, great. And yeah, I did help Coach Barry carry all his stuff to the barn. Okay, good work, Marvin. Well, keep at it. Right, it's Wednesday. Shall we? Oh, for sure, Dave. Yeah, hit that button. Hey, it's Wednesday.
2: Everything is okey-doke. Here comes Benjamin, and he's gonna tell us a joke.
1: Oh!
3: Hi, guys.
0: Hi, Benjamin. Okay, Benjamin, so just two more jokes before the brick.
3: Yep, just two more doses of hilarity, Dave. Hold on to your sides, boys and girls. They might well split.
0: Hmm. Yeah, not sure I've recovered yet from corinthing his hair.
3: Oh, yeah, I don't blame you, Dave. That one was hilarious. Huh, but don't worry. Today's is just as good. Get ready to laugh, everyone. Here it comes. Why was Paul mad? When the Corinthians came dressed up like crabs to his fancy dress party.
1: Oh, I don't know, Benjamin. Why was Paul mad when the Corinthians came dressed up like crabs to his fancy dress party?
3: Because he had written them a letter telling them to stop being shellfish.
1: shellfish, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Because it sounds like selfish, Dave. (laughs) That's a good one, Benjamin.
3: Yeah, thank you, Benjamin. Oh, no worries, Dave. And don't worry, next week's joke will be just as good.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure that was exactly my concern. Anyway, have a great week, Benjamin. Yeah, bye, you guys.
1: Bye, Benjamin.
0: Okay, Marvin. So, well, for us, back to Corinthians. Now, so far we've heard as Paul has urged the Corinthians to put others... Before themselves, right? In all things, living for God's glory, not living for themselves.
1: Oh, yeah, sure. There's been a lot about that, Dave.
0: There has. Now, today, Paul turns his attention to what was going on when the Corinthians were coming together to worship. Oh, okay. Now, we're going to skip past the first part of chapter 11, which is all about whether men and women should have their head covered or whether they should have long hair or have their hair cut.
1: Oh, well, why did Paul care about that, Dave?
0: Well, Marvin, for us, what you do with your hair or what you wear on your head, well, that's mostly just a fashion choice. You know, what you want to look like. But back then, that stuff was more important. It could be a way of showing respect or disrespect, showing authority or acknowledging someone else's authority. For our American listeners, kind of like how when you hear your national anthem, you take your cap off. But It was even more complicated back in Corinth. So, well, we're going to skip by that. And we're going to jump in where Paul talks about the Corinthians celebrating the Lord's Supper, or communion, as it might be called in your church.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, with the bread and the wine, right?
0: Yep, that's it. Now, in a lot of churches today, you take a tiny little bit of bread and a tiny little mini glass of wine or juice, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen those. Yep, but back in Paul's day, Christians would have eaten a whole proper meal together. Oh, okay. So, here's what to listen for today, Marv. Paul says that when the Corinthians were eating together, one person was left hungry, but what about the other person?
1: Huh, okay, so one's hungry, what is the other person? Got it, Dave. Great. Okay, so
0: Adam,
2: over to you. Hi, everyone. Today's reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 17. In the following matters, I don't praise you. Your meetings do more harm than good. First, here is what people are telling me. When you come together as a church, you take sides. And in some ways, I believe it. Do you really think you need to take sides? You probably think God favors one side over the other. So when you come together, it is not the Lord's supper you eat. As you eat, some of you go ahead and eat your own private meals. Because of this, one person stays hungry and another gets drunk. Don't you have homes to eat and drink in? You are shaming those in the church who have nothing. Do you think so little of God's church that you do this? What should I say to you? Should I praise you? Certainly not about the Lord's Supper. I passed on to you what I received from the Lord. On the night the Lord Jesus was handed over to his enemies, he took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it. He said, this is my body. It is given for you. Every time you eat it, Do it in memory of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup. He said, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Every time you drink it, do it in memory of me. You eat the bread and drink the cup. When you do this, you're announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. Eat the bread or drink the cup of the Lord in the right way. Don't do it in a way that isn't worthy of him. If you do, you will be guilty. You'll be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. Everyone should take a careful look at themselves before they eat the bread and drink the cup. Whoever eats and drinks must recognise the body of Christ. If they don't, judgment will come upon them. That is why many of you are weak and sick. That is why a number of you have died. We should think more carefully about what we are doing. Then we would not be found guilty for this. When the Lord judges us in this way, he corrects us. Then in the end, we will not be judged along with the rest of the world. My brothers and sisters, when you come together to eat, you should all eat together. Anyone who is hungry should eat something at home. Then when you come together, you will not be judged.
0: Thanks, Adam. So, Marv, one's left hungry. What about the other one?
1: Oh, the other one was drunk, Dave. That doesn't seem good.
0: No, it wasn't. Paul reminds the Corinthians how serious a gift communion is, given to us by the Lord Jesus Christ himself the night before he died. It's something that's supposed to unite the church, Jews, Gentiles, rich, poor, all God's people coming together to remember what Jesus did for us all. But the Corinthians, well, they weren't treating it like that at all. The rich would eat their own food and they would drink so much they'd get drunk. They'd just ignore the poor people who'd didn't have enough to eat, and so they would leave hungry and probably embarrassed.
1: Oh, that's awful, Dave.
0: Yep, the Corinthians, it seems, had totally forgotten or were just ignoring what Jesus had said this meal should be. And so Paul says to them, what you're doing, well, you're getting it so wrong you can't even call it the Lord's Supper. It has no place in the Church of Jesus Christ. And he also says that God is not going to ignore that. Some of the Corinthians were getting ill and even dying, and Paul says this is why. God was showing them that they needed to put things right. That's how serious it was. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, boys and girls, you might or might not take communion at your church at the moment. Different churches make different decisions about what age you should be when you start to do that.
1: Oh, well, how come, Dave?
0: Well, Marvin, because it's such an important serious thing, some churches want to make sure that you're old enough that you can really understand what it is that you're doing. And so you might even do a class before you start taking communion. But whether you take communion or not, well, church is still about coming together as a family, united by Jesus. In Corinth, there were lots of divisions. People were splitting up into these groups depending on which teacher they liked best. They were dividing between rich and poor. They were maybe all going to the same building, but... They weren't really coming together. Now, we might not split like that in our churches, but we can still split up into little groups. We hang out with our friends, the people we like, and that's okay, unless those groups become closed off, unless they might make someone else in the church feel unwelcome, like they're not part of it, because then, well, then we're dividing up Jesus's church, just like the Corinthians were.
1: Hmm, no, like how, Dave?
0: Well, Marvin, think about your Sunday school class. You have friends in there, right?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's Finn, the funny cow. He's hilarious. And then there's Donnie, the dancing cow, and he's a lot of fun too. So, yeah, the three of us hang out all the time.
0: Okay, and that's great. It's really good to have good friends at church. But the thing is, if you three hang out all the time and someone else moves into the neighborhood and they join your class, let's say Norman, the nomadic cow, well, would he feel like he could be part of the group or would he feel kind of left out?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I see what you mean. Although I think Norman would be fine, though. Donnie will pretty much dance with anyone.
0: Okay, well, that's good. That's how it should be at church. All of us coming together because, well, we all need Jesus. Nobody should go to church and feel lonely or left out like they're not welcome. Oh No, no, I guess not. So, boys and girls, think about your church, your Sunday school class. Are there new kids in there? Are there kids who might feel a bit left out because they don't know the other kids so well? Church, just like celebrating the Lord's Supper, is about coming together in unity. We're all brothers and sisters. So let's not be like the Corinthians, dividing into these little separate groups. Let's not ignore the people that we don't know so well or who aren't part of our friend group. Well, let's make sure that we include them in what's going on. Let's make sure they're invited into our group of friends, not left by themselves on the outside looking in. That's not what Jesus wants his church to be like.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Got it, Dave. Yeah, I will keep an eye out for any Normans.
0: Good, because that's something we all need to do all the time. And, well, I think that's it for today, boys and girls. So we'll say goodbye and we'll be back tomorrow for another interesting Thursday.
1: Okay, yeah. Hi, everyone.
0: See you tomorrow. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave, Josh and Josh. For more information and further resources, visit woodendonkey.org.